No Bull. Powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to NoBull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Hey, welcome into the Friday edition of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Chris Schubert, Sean Crespin here with you on a football Friday, Sean. Do we call it a super football Friday? Because the NFL's super calling wild it. Card weekend? Mm-hmm. Super wild card weekend is what we've got on tap. But, it, I mean, listen, six games, man. I hate, you know, I hated the idea of more playoffs when they first brought it to the table, right? Because it used to be so difficult to make the NFL postseason that it was, it meant something. You add teams to it, kind of like Major League Baseball, too, where it kind of makes it, to me, at first, I thought, man, this is, it used to really mean something to make the playoffs. Only 12 teams make it. It's not like the NBA, the NHL, where half the damn teams in the league make it. But I got to be honest, now that we're here, the football fan in me, more football, two thumbs up. Let's go for Super Wild Card Weekend. You're a fan of the extra game Mm -hmm. being on the schedule. So we will provide you with a Super Football Friday edition of this program And we started off with what is in the lead on the program today. This is the one they're talking about. And, John, we we start the Super Football Friday edition of this program with a football-related story, but it has nothing to do with any of the teams that are playing this weekend. In fact, it has to do with a team that wasn't even close to participating in this weekend. And it's what's going on in Houston with the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson. And... There's a lot of noise here, Sean. There's a lot of reporting of you know, Deshaun being upset about the coaching search and being told he would be involved and he's not being involved and enemy not getting an interview, even though that's who Deshaun wanted him to get an interview. There's a lot of stuff going on. But overall, this is not a good situation. This is not a good look for the Houston Texans who are trying to turn the page and start a new chapter of their franchise with a new GM, with a new coach, and their franchise quarterback who they signed to a big deal. And it doesn't feel like things are getting off to a good start in this chapter of the book. No, listen, if, if, if he's going to commit the majority of his career to you, the Houston Texans, the least you can do is allow him to be somewhat involved in both the GM and the head coach search, right? And both in both situations, the Texans, according to reports, where nah, you know, we're good. We'll handle this. So yeah, I mean, you can you can understand Deshaun feeling some kind of way. We'll get into it more coming up in five minutes. But uh, after we get through what's in the lead here today, but um, yeah, you can understand why his frustration level might be there. I just don't see any situation in which the Texans move on from Deshaun, and I see very few. And this is what we're going to get into coming up here in just a few minutes. Very few situations where it makes sense for somebody who's in the market for a quarterback to bring in a $40 million a year guy, which is what Deshaun Watson will be after next year because of the new contact contract extension. So uh, we'll see where they're able to go from here, but you got a frustrated franchise quarterback. It's never good. You know, the only one I can, only person I can think of who did something, who, who hit a frustration level and then did something about it, truly did something about it at the quarterback position would be Carson Palmer when he forced his way out of Cincinnati by literally sitting out a year before they traded him to Oakland. So um, I don't think Deshaun ever gets to that point, but it's not a good look for Houston, especially if you're a new coach coming in, knowing that your your franchise quarterback's disgruntled. That's just not ideal. And I think the first thing you said is so important, right? You've committed to him, right? He well, He's committed to you by signing the contract here long-term. The least you can do is, is commit to him. And, and I think the important part of the reporting that we've seen here is they told him, ownership told him, Cal McNair told him, you'll be involved in the process. I want your opinion. And then basically didn't 
take Deshaun's opinion into account, right? It, it, all reports are that Deshaun wanted Eric Bieniemy as the head coach, and they're not even interviewing Eric Bieniemy. So I wonder if you were going to put this ruse of, you know, oh, Deshaun, your opinion matters, you might as well just not have asked for his opinion in the first place. Because once you invited him into the process, the least you could do is respect him enough to take his input and, and utilize it. Now, maybe they did. It certainly doesn't feel like they did. And now we're at this point where potentially Deshaun Watson uh, could be moving on. From we don't Houston. know. And everybody's hung up on, on the Eric Bieniemy thing as well. Maybe Eric Bieniemy has no interest in coaching it, it with the Houston Texans. Just think about that. Like, I understand people are, wow, how did they not even bring in Eric Bieniemy for an interview? Well, what if Eric Bieniemy told them thanks, but no thanks on the interview? This is a head. This is a, a coaching candidate that is not short for options right now. So sure. maybe he told the Houston Texans thanks, but no thanks on the interview. You know, and and when you tell somebody that we will we will allow your input to be involved in the in the search or in the decision, it doesn't mean we're going to do exactly what you say either. That's so fair. the Houston Texans very well could have sat down with Deshaun Watson and got his opinion on things, but unfortunately, for reasons that we don't know, maybe it didn't go that way. Maybe it didn't. You know, it wound up not being feasible to go down the road that he wanted them to go down. So we, we don't know. There's a lot of things that go that go into play. What we do know are the reports that are out there. And again, these are just reports that Deshaun Watson is not happy with his current situation with the Houston Texans. Where does it go from there? That's what we're going to get into again here coming up in a few minutes. Who, who might be on the list to maybe... Uh, inquire about bringing in Deshaun Watson who does it make sense for uh you know th those are all questions now you have to be asked I just find it very very hard to believe that he's going to be playing for any other team but the Houston Texans next year I would also tend to agree and we'll get into that here in a little bit of where he could be on the move if ultimately they do decide to go down that route but Sean let's talk about I, I think you came straight from working uh, this ASU basketball game to <laughs> your studio here to record this Pretty show close. Uh, last night, an ASU team down a, a, a list of talents, right? I mean, just a ton of players, yet they go to overtime. They do fall to UCLA, but they do take this game into overtime. Sean, you were there. You were in the building. When you when you showed up to the building last night, knowing the, the players that weren't going to be suiting up for ASU, did you think overtime was on the table? Did you think that the game would play out the way that it did last night? I figured just knowing you know, who, the players that were going to be on the floor, that the energy level was going to probably be pretty high, um, that they were going to give you a heck of an effort. Uh, but I, no, UCLA is a pretty damn good basketball team, and, and, and you were down... Not only Remy Martin, your senior leader, who, you know, thoughts to, out to the, the Martin family. He lost his grandfather uh, and then he was at a funeral. So that, that, that for his grandfather, which is why he wasn't uh, with the team. And he won't be with the team on Saturday either uh, as he'll still be out there with family. So thoughts out to the Martin family and Remy. And um, that's uh, it was awful to hear that. And, and, you know, furthermore, beyond Remy Martin, Tayshawn Cherry, Jalen House, both unavailable due to, to uh, non-disciplinary reasons. Um, non-injury and non-disciplinary reasons so you can know where to put that category more than likely a contact tracing thing I, I have to say more than likely because again ASU does not put those those uh, the, the nor should they the, the exact details about that kind of stuff out there and then uh, Jalen Graham is out out uh, with with mono dude got mono and he's out for not only this week but next week as well so ASU extremely shorthanded last night in that basketball game and somehow find a way to push it to overtime. Um, Verge was outstanding. Nobody shot the ball particularly well, but there were moments when Lonzo Verge was able to get to the rim and score. 
uh, at will and, and create off the dribble, very much so with what we saw last year that made him the sixth man of the year in the Pac-12. Uh, and, and Bagley, I'll tell you this, Bagley is a difference maker for this basketball team. That was the first time I've had a chance to see him play in person because, you know, he had the injury early in the mm-hmm. season on the road. So and with us not traveling this year, I first time I had a chance to see him play in difference. He's just he's he's built for the next level. And that dude is just an absolute game changer for ASU. So it'd be nice once they once they finally get the the full complement of players back, their entire roster. But you tip your cap to the to the group that played last night. I mean, there was it, it, they were extremely shorthanded. They will be again against USC tomorrow as well. They play at 5 o'clock tomorrow. But to push that game against UCLA in overtime, you tip your cap to the Devils. But it's just been a tough start, man. An awful lot going against this basketball team from injuries to COVID-related issues. You name it. So uh, they'll keep battling. We'll see where they go. But, yeah, you tip your cap to them last night to even get that game to overtime. UCLA pulled away uh, with a couple of big three-point jumpers in overtime. And uh, second chance points as well. 81-75 is your final. But they got USC tomorrow. We'll see how if you can get that same energy level. But that's a tough task. Speaking of basketball, Sean, the Phoenix Suns, they're in Detroit tonight. They start a stretch of three games in four days. And we talked about how this stretch that they have could set up really nicely for them in the standings, that the schedule kind of favors them here over this next stretch. This is probably the toughest part of it when you have those three road games in four days. But this Phoenix Suns team, Got it. Getting a lot of attention right now, and rightly so with the way that they're playing. Here's a nice stretch for them to continue adding wins to the win call. You think you'd be able to get to Detroit and get a win, right? Uh, I think the game everybody has circled in this little stretch here is Indiana. Let's see. that They're playing really good basketball right now. Let's see how this Suns team matches up against the Pacers on the road. Uh, and then you finish up with the game uh, with Washington as well. So back-to-back Detroit tonight, Indiana tomorrow. You wrap up that little swing through the Eastern Coast, East, through the Eastern Conference against Washington on Monday. So, uh, but it'll be a nice little stretch to find out who this team is. When you go on road trips like this, it, it can be telling at times. And um, Phoenix Suns playing good basketball, good team basketball right now. But that Indiana Pacers game, I think we're all circling that one. But you can't overlook Detroit. Go get that game and keep uh, keep playing pretty solid basketball. It's exciting to see this team play the way they are. They're playing team basketball. They're not relying on one person to light up the box score. Um, you know, we've seen, I keep bringing it up, but, you know, Booker has nights where he scores eight and the Suns win easily. So it's good to see where this team is headed. It's still extremely early. Um, you know, some of your some of your role players are playing really well, Bridges and so forth. The bench has been outstanding. So let's see if they're able to go, uh, go get three on the road. Sean, you didn't think we would get through a whole week without me doing some 60 seconds. Oh, you got right. some today. Oh, you And you were, you saw in real time, was it yesterday? how excited I was about the news that is going to start 60 seconds of All right. I was actually with you when the Mets news was breaking and you kind of just disappeared into your phone for about a 10-minute stretch. You didn't say a word. So I figured it was it was, it was was big news in the Mets world, Schubert. Okay. I'm taking up 15 seconds of your clock, so you better hurry. Uh, what do we have in baseball today? The Mets got one of the best shortstops, if not the best shortstop in baseball. Francisco Lindor is a New York Met. They also got Carlos Carrasco, one of the better starters in all of baseball. They added depth to their rotation, and they added a superstar. Yeah, he's only time for one year. I expect them to sign him long term. This is a big move in just baseball, not just for me as a Mets fan. It's a big baseball move. We have not had a lot of moves outside of maybe what we saw San Diego do. There hasn't been a lot of movement. Maybe this is the thing that kickstarts things and gets teams to react and sign and maybe we start getting the ball moving because I don't know if you looked at the calendar Sean January 8th 
spring training is going to start here soon. I know they haven't said when they're going to start it yet, but it's going to start here soon, and, and teams got to fill out their roster. So big move for the Mets. Super excited, and hopefully it's a big move for baseball. I do have one more story. I'm going to yes, go over do. time on the 60 seconds of baseball. Uh, we learned this morning the passing of uh, Dodgers legend Tommy Lasorda, 93 years old. The Dodgers put out a statement about his passing uh, late last night into the early morning. And the thing that, st- that stood out to me, Sean, in reading this, this statement, uh, he was 93. He spent 71 seasons with the Los Angeles Dodgers in some capacity. 71 seasons he was with the Dodgers, uh, sometimes in a front office role, manager. I mean, this guy did it all for this team. And uh, just just oh, a, a baseball legend and uh, some sad news here uh, for the 60 seconds of baseball, the passing of Tommy Lasorda. Our condolences to his family, Dodgers fans everywhere, uh, because not, not, a, uh, not, a, not, a, not a good thing, a sad day here. Uh, for Dodgers fans. So there you have it. 60 seconds of baseball plus a little bit of overtime. Coming up next on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Deshaun Watson trade rumors are just everywhere. They're floating around in the sky. Should the Arizona Cardinals be on the phone? We'll get into it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. You're looking out to start the new year on a with a new ride, right? Who, who wouldn't love a new ride for the new year? Head over to Noble.com. 10,000 vehicles to choose from. It's all right there for you. Noble.com, your one-stop shop. And obviously the Noble Express option that we talk about a lot here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Everything you wanted, everything you need for a, buy, a purchasing process right there on Noble.com through the Noble Express option. Uh, they're going to bring a ride right to your house for you to test drive. You finish the financial application. They bring the car right to your front door once the whole process is done. Uh, incredible experience from right there in the comfort of your own home. Noble.com, the Noble Express option. And of course, there's still 19 Arizona locations, 21 dealerships, and 17 brands to choose from if you still want to go out and and, uh, and and pick out your car in person, your brand new ride in person. Earnhardt's got you covered. Uh, it's the Earnhardt difference online and in person. World-class service and low prices that absolutely cannot be beat. You know the name. Earnhardt, 69-year commitment from their family to yours. Noble.com and Earnhardt Auto Centers. That ain't no bull. You get to the bottom of the when we say seventy years, Sean. Did, did, did the research I, team get? I, I have not. I have not gotten to the bottom of that yet. I got to get the exact date in order to find okay, it out. Just, so we'll the get there. Team on this one. I know. I just keep asking because you keep saying it. And it's the first thing I, you know. I want the reason. I want to be up to date. So, okay. So the Sean Watson trade rumors, uh, as as rightly so, when when big news like this breaks. And reports out there he's unhappy, could want out of Houston. The natural reaction from fans and media alike are to go, oh, he's going to get traded. Let's come up with 8,000. I've seen the stories, the five best fits for Deshaun Watson, right? I, you can find the stories if, if you want them. That's the, the logical jump that these stories take. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to get traded. And Sean and I have both pushed back on the idea that he does get traded. I, I certainly think it's more likely than not that he is in a Texans uniform next season. But Sean, if you're okay with this on a Super Football Friday, let's go down this road. Let's play in this sandbox of Deshaun Watson is getting traded. Who makes sense? for Deshaun Watson. And I think in order to start this conversation for just a minute, you have to take the talents of Deshaun Watson and put them to the side. We all know he's a great quarterback. We all know he's only 25. He's going to be with you long-term because he signed that contract. You have to put that to the side for a second. And for an individual fan base, if you're a Cardinals fan, we'll, we'll get into them here in a minute. If you're a fan of the, 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 the Colts, the 49ers, any of these teams that could potentially be in the mix for Deshaun Watson, you have to ask yourself, Am I just a quarterback away? 
Am I, is my roster in a position where I'm going to have to give up draft capital? I am going to take on money to the point where I'm probably not going to have a lot of wiggle room to add elsewhere. Am I content with my roster in every other spot that I want to make this big splash? Then we bring Deshaun Watson's talent back into the, the conversation because he's a fit basically in every, every team in the NFL, barring a few. Would you not agree with that, Sean? No, absolutely. Um, but not only, yeah, I mean, it, it, the most important part there is, is are we a quarterback away? Because if, if you look at Deshaun Watson's contract after next year due to the extension, you're looking at a $40 million a year guy. So you better be just a quarterback away, and you better be ready to win this year or next year. Otherwise, you're probably pretty strapped when it comes to the salary cap. So you're looking at two things. Am I a quarterback away, and do I have some some flexibility within my salary cap to make it work? Because after 2021, this guy's taking up a big chunk, a big percentage of that salary cap. So that that's really what you got to keep in mind. I think that's why it really narrows things down. Like everybody keeps looking at the obvious, right? The Jags need a quarterback. The Jets need a quarterback. The sure. Colts are going to be without Philip Rivers after this season. This is contract is up. The Patriots are going to be without Cam Newton looking for a quarterback. You know, those are the natural names that come up. The Jags and the Jets to me make zero sense. None. I agree one hundred percent. Because you're in a position, especially if you're Jacksonville, where you're going to be able to draft a quarterback who most people think is one of the most can't miss prospects since Andrew Luck. So you're able to draft a quarterback and have him on a very team friendly rookie contract with the new the new you know structured payment scale. I guess it's not new anymore. It's been around for a little while, but you'd get what I'm Nine saying. Years. But your point point taken. You get what I'm saying. So you have an opportunity to have a Trevor Lawrence on a team friendly deal that isn't about to escalate to forty million dollars a year next season. So you can utilize the cap space you have to put things around him and build a team. If you're the Jags and you go out and you trade that first round pick to Houston, that first overall pick to get a Deshaun Watson, you're getting a tremendous player, but all of a sudden all that cap space we've been talking about shrinks significantly. Mm-hmm. And are you able to put anything around them? I think you're better off to build a build a football team utilizing that first overall pick with a Trevor Lawrence, utilizing the cap space you have right now, uh, the 11 overall picks that you have at your disposal. It makes no sense to me. I know Jags keep getting brought up. That makes Zero sense. And you can apply everything I just said to your Jets as well. It makes no sure. sense to me. And and if you'll allow me to take the ball and run with this here, and we're going to get this on the Cardinals here in just a second, but with the Jets, and, and Sean, it's not just the fact that you have a pick in, in which you can take a quarterback. I do think that's part of the pushback if you're a Jags or a Jets fan on this. The other part of it is you're giving up multiple firsts for Deshaun Watson. He's 25. He's, he's signed for the next four or five seasons, right? You're not just giving up one pick. You're not just giving up number two if you're the Jets. You're giving up the Seattle pick. You're probably giving up a two. You might even give up a first, a future first. So you have to ask yourselves, now I'm taking on Deshaun Watson, and I've taken away the ability over the next two years to add three potential impact players over the first two rounds to my football team. The Jets aren't just a quarterback away. They need a running, they need a running game. They need multiple wide receivers. They need to help with the offensive line. They need defensive backs. So yeah, great. We solved the quarterback problem. Now we need to go into the draft and solve other needs. And guess what? On night one, we're not doing anything. We're just sitting yeah. here in silence. And, and I that's know, the Yeah. And I know you keep saying, you know, the Cardinals, we're going to bring up the Cardinals. I think it's a very short conversation. And the answer is no. That's dumb. Same conversation that applies. <laughs> absolutely and, dumb. And, like yeah. you you have a quarterback, you feel you know, and the fact that that this even started making conversation on Twitter yesterday was mind boggling to me. You have a quarterback you're comfortable with, still on that rookie contract, and um you, by the way, don't have any cap space really to speak of right now. 
uh, or draft de- capital, depending on who you yeah depending on where you're looking um espn or over the cap or wherever it hovers right around 13 million dollars where you sit right now and that's with without any of the handful of 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 free agents within your own within your within your own team right now that are are currently not not on the books so um, the answer is very quick and very short, and the answer is no. That's a ridiculous and, conversation to even have. Like it's okay. a, it's it's awful. It's a just a it makes no sense. I think the reason why you see teams like the Jags, the Jets, the Cardinals, and even the Dolphins get brought up is because they can offer something to the Texans, Texans that nobody else can. They can package a quarterback in the deal, right? The Dolphins can put Tua in the deal. The Jets can put Darnold in the deal. The Jags could put the first overall pick, which is essentially Trevor Lawrence, in the deal. The Cardinals can put Kyler Murray in the deal. So the, so the Texans then don't have to go out and seek a quarterback in the draft. They now move on from Watson. They get a quarterback that's somewhat of, of a project in the case of maybe Tua or Darnold. You would get Kyler Murray in the Cardinals case, and then you get all this draft capital to work. That's why those teams get brought up. And I know you're giving me a face. I agree with you, but that's why those teams are at the front of this list, right? Is because if you, if you try to play this needs game with the, with the Texans, this is the way it comes up. Now, the two teams I think should be at the front of the line should be the San Francisco 49ers and the Indianapolis Colts because I think both of those rosters are a legitimate quarterback away from being Super Bowl contenders. Heck, the 49ers were in the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, and if they bring back the roster that they had last year with Deshaun Watson as a quarterback, how can you not look at them as favorites in the NFC? I mean, they'd be they'd be competitive in the NFC for sure. Absolutely, they would be. Do they have the the ability to make it work? That you know, that's, that's the question. Like, what are you sending if you're San Francisco? What are you sending to Houston? If I'm Houston, what does San Francisco have that is going to make me pull the trigger on getting rid of a franchise type quarterback? And again, that's 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 why I find this very hard to believe that he's going to be playing anywhere but in Houston next year. It doesn't make sense for the teams that are you know the Jags, Jets, and uh, you know and so forth of the world. And what mm-hmm. are the 49ers going to give me that's going to make me feel like my compensation was covered for Deshaun Watson? No, I, I listen. I agree with you, and, and that's why I think the teams that we we mentioned earlier, the Jags, Jets, and Dolphins, are teams that come up more. Because they have, you, you said San Francisco doesn't have what Houston wants. I think those teams have what Houston wants. Now, we can go through and say why it doesn't make sense for those teams. But then you start to do what we're doing now, where you talk yourselves in circles and none of the teams really are good fits, right? Nothing really makes sense. And that's how you and I both get to the conclusion of Deshaun plays for the Texans. He plays for the Texans next year. And when you say not a good fit, we're not talking about Deshaun, as you as you said earlier, you know, briefly that take he's his, basically take a fit. He's a fit everywhere. Um, but yeah, if, if you if you try to make things work and make it make it make sense, it's hard to find anybody where it really makes sense. New England's intriguing to me, and I know that's cliche. Anytime there's a big name talked about, the Patriots get brought up in the past, you know, over the course of the past decade. But this is the first time that the Patriots have been an afterthought in the NFL in 20 years. They were they're really an afterthought. And they have no quarterback to speak of. Offensive weapons aren't necessarily there. Defense had so many guys opt out this year, but who knows what it's going to look like once you get back to full strength next season as well. Um, the Patriots are an afterthought in the NFL right now. They just are. They're not a they're not a they're, put it this way. When the Patriots were on TV over the course of the last 20 years, you tuned in. Did you tune into any Patriot games this year? Did you go, man, the Patriots are on the – outside of when they played your stupid Jets. When, and when, when they played the Cardinals, those yes, three games. When the, Patriots the were on, when the Patriots were on TV, 
What is it? Must see TV. Maybe that's the Seattle game in like week two, week three when they play you know? really well. Yeah, that's so probably- it, they're an afterthought now. So for the Patriots, if you have the capital, and I don't have their their allotment of draft picks in front of me right now, Chris, maybe you can pull that up as I'm wrapping up this thought. But I, I, I don't have, so I don't know what their compensation would be in return to Houston. That would even if make Hu- that would even make Houston draft. not hang up the phone the second that the Patriots called. Um, you know, I, I don't know what they're what they have available to them, but they that that team makes sense to me big time because they need to do something to be relevant again. Yeah, ten picks in total. They have pick number fifteen in the first round. They have a second, a third, and they have a lot of back end. They have three fourth rounders and two sixth rounders. That those. I mean, do you mortgage throwing. the future to give them a one this year, a one next year, you know, a third this year? I mean, what do you I do? Patriots really just a quarterback away though. No, I, they're not. I don't. I don't think, think they are. I really don't so think then, they yeah. are. So it, it's really tough for me to, to see them as a potential option. And then again, this goes back to the point that we what made. What about off the, the top. Bears? Okay, now I I put the Bears in the same category that I put the 49ers and the Colts. By the way, the Colts are the perfect fit here because they check every box. They have the cap space to be able to do this with a roster that's basically filled out. Yes. They are a quarterback away from being Super Bowl contenders, and they can give up draft picks to make this happen. They have all three boxes. Houston's never trading Deshaun Watson in the division. No, it's never going to happen. Not a chance. Not a chance so, in hell. You know, the Bears are interesting just because – for their entire franchise history, they've been in search of that quarterback, right? I mean, the the, the yep. leading the leading passer in Bears history is Jay Cutler. Um, if that says anything, the problem is when you open up the the spreadsheet from OverTheCap.com and you scroll and you scroll and you scroll and you finally get to the Bears, they are currently over the salary cap, the projected salary cap. Once this thing comes down, um, you know teams are finding themselves in a tough spot because. Usually the the cap goes up between eight to ten million dollars. Usually closer to the ten million dollar range each year. Teams somewhat budget for that. Uh, this year it's going in the opposite direction. People are estimating upwards of fifteen million dollar, uh, you know, reduction of the salary cap this year. So you're seeing teams 11% going in the wrong direction. Uh oh. You know what do we do now? So and, and the Bears are one of those teams. They are currently over the salary cap projection for 2021. So. Even if they did have anything that they would they could potentially send to Houston that would would trigger their interest, they have no cap space. So all of a sudden, the Bears are in the same situation maybe that the Raiders were in a few years ago, going, oh, it is difficult to pay a defensive end slash linebacker twenty five million dollars a year and also sign the franchise quarterback and also put players around them. Boy, that is kind of difficult. So the Bears are now finding themselves in that exact same situation, and I have to remove them from the list too. Long story short, this entire segment, we're going to go full circle, Schubert. The full circle back to Deshaun Watson will be a Houston Texan next year unless he pulls the Carson Palmer uh, card of, I'm just not playing for you. In fairness, it's very easy to come out and say Deshaun Watson plays for the Texans next year. I I think we've shown our work here. I think we've proved our point, and I think that was the, the purpose of this segment. We have a take. We backed it up with, with some statistical evidence. Okay, do you not agree with that? No, I definitely, definitely. Yeah, so but it was just a big circle. circle. Yeah, full but circle. We proved, we, we proved, we showed our work. Okay, you, you taught in school, showed your work on the math equation. That's what mm-hmm. we just did in that segment. Sean, it's a Friday. It's a football Friday. Let's do a playoff-themed buy or sell segment to close out this football Friday. I'm in. Preview- and discuss you're always up for talking football so we will do that next it is a football friday edition of buy or sell next on noble with chris cressman and simone 
But first, got to tell you about our partners over at Manscaped. Sean was talking earlier about starting your 2021 off right. Well, you can do that with Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join the 2 million men who trust Manscaped for their below-the-waist grooming. The New Year's resolutions are here. How about your New Year's resolution? You use the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 to start the year off strong. You have the Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof, skin safe technology, the LED light so you can use it in the shower with the lights off, whatever you're going to be doing with your Perfect Package 3.0, you have the ability to do it. The Crop Preserver, the anti chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You can use all sorts of different tools that are available to you in the Perfect Package 3.0. You can do that by just going over to manscaped.com. Use the promo code NOBLE when you check out, and you're going to get 20% off and free shipping. So head over to manscaped.com. Use promo code NOBLE, 20% off and free shipping. Bring sexy back in 2021. All right, Sean, a Football Friday edition of Buy or Sell, a super wild card playoff edition of Buy or Sell. I got five topics here for you. You'll go first. You'll say buy or sell. And this gives us an opportunity to kind of preview the six games that will be had this weekend. Are you ready? Do you understand the rules? Yeah, right, they great. seem let's very difficult, but I'm in. Yes, let's do okay, this. Okay, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So buy or sell topic number one. The Washington football team has any chance at all to become the third consecutive team to finish with a losing record and win a playoff game. Sean Crespin, buy or sell? Any chance at all? I'm gonna have uh, I'll I'm gonna have to buy that if you're gonna put it that way. Any chance at all? The front seven of Washington can get after you, right? I know Chase Young made a lot of headlines this week talking about how I want Tom Brady and I love him. Brady and he doubled down on it, talking about hey, anytime you get to play against the greats, I'm all for it. I'm ready to compete. Love it. Love that attitude. And, and he said s- nothing wrong in either no. statement. God, no, he didn't. Perfect. And uh, their front seven can get after you. And if you can put pressure on Brady up the middle, uh, disrupt the pocket, and make him have to move, all of a sudden that offense is thrown off. If Washington's able to do that consistently, they're going to have a chance to win this football game. They're extremely overmatched, though. I mean, when you go talent-wise, if you were to make a list of just sheer talent, like if you were to put the Madden numbers up there, right, of, of, of Madden ratings of all the different players, the offense, defense, special. I'm, I think it's hard to find a team that's going to have a higher rating from a talent perspective than the Tampa Bay Bucks overall right now. But there are things that Washington can do to make this a football game. Can they become the third straight team that we've made fun of for a full season but somehow still makes the playoffs and that ends up making us all look foolish by winning a playoff game? That being Seattle over the, the Saints and then I think the, the Panthers did it as well, getting in with a seven-win uh, season and then winning a playoff game at home. Can Washington be that team? Is there any way is how you put it? Yeah. Is it likely? No. <laughs> but is there a way that they can do it? Yeah, I can buy that. And I'll add to that, Sean, and, and I'm buying this as well because, yes, is there a chance? Absolutely there is a chance. But when you look at this team, the, the Bucks have not played well in prime time, right? They have not played well when the lights center stage are all on them. The two things that you need in order to beat uh, a team and pull up and up pull off an upset in the postseason, you got to be able to run the ball well. Washington does that. Got to be able to play defense and get after the quarterback. Well, Washington has proven over the second half of the season since Alex Smith took over a quarterback that they can they can do this. And so, I think when you look at 
this this matchup. Yeah, everything says Tampa. I would pick Tampa in the game if you, if we had to make picks, if we were making picks on this show. But there's an opportunity here for Washington to kind of prove themselves. And I think when you when you when we phrase the question this way, do they have a chance? Yes, they absolutely have a chance. All right, Sean, you ready? Ready for number two here? Number two, uh-huh. by yourself. Of the teams playing on Wild Card Weekend, the Bills are the best suited to win a Super Bowl. So no Packers, no Chiefs in this conversation. All of the teams that are playing on Wild Card Weekend, the Bills are the team best suited to win the Super Bowl. Um, this is a very tough question. But as of right now, I'm going to buy it. I'll buy it. The way the Buffalo Bills have played coming down the stretch, we talk about it all the time, right? Like you really want to be playing your best football, obviously going into the postseason give me give me the december schedule and let's look at how teams were faring in the last month month and a half and i'll tell you whether or not they're in a position to make to make a run at this thing um in the last month let's see one two the bills are riding a six game winning streak right now including wins over a decent chargers team by 10 they beat the 49ers by 10 they beat the pittsburgh steelers by 11 they beat the Broncos 48 to 19. They beat the Patriots 38 to 9. And you had a Dolphins team fighting for their playoff lives, and you kicked the hell out of them 56 to 26. There isn't a team right now in football playing better December football than the Buffalo Bills. Circle the wagons. This is the best team playing on Wild Card Weekend that has an opportunity to make a run at this thing. Give me the Bills. Give me Josh Allen. This is this 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 team is this team could make a run and I would not be shocked. You have completely jumped ship. You have completely just jumped off of the Pittsburgh Steelers bandwagon that you were the conductor of. Yes. all season long. Yes. And when when, when it got tough, you're when damn you right. And when things mattered, you just jumped. You exiled well, to a team that's playing better. Schubert, let's look at that exact. Let's you. look at that exact same six game stretch. Uh, the Steelers snuck by the Ravens, nineteen to fourteen. They lost, they lost to the Washington football team. Playoff they team. lost to the Buffalo Bills. Who they lost. Yeah, because the Bills beat them by 11. You lost to the Bengals by double digits. You found a way to beat the Colts having to come back by down 17 to beat the Colts. as the largest comeback in the Mike Tomlin era for the Pittsburgh Steelers, by the way. You had to come back down 17 in that football game. If you don't come back from down 17 and find a way to hang on 28-24 over the Colts, the Steelers will be riding a five-game losing streak right now going into the playoffs. So am I am I am I gonna put them above the Bills right now and, and, and look foolish? No. This team is decimated defensively in the last month and a half with injuries. They can't run the football at all. They're gonna beat the Browns. They're going to beat the Browns this weekend, but they're going to lose in the divisional round. Sorry, Steelers fans. I know there's a handful that listen to this program because they were were patting me on the back as I was giving them props all year long. Sorry sorry to those fans. You're going to beat the Browns, but you're not winning in, in the divisional round. You've been playing terrible football in December, so get off me, Schubert. The Bills been playing tremendous football down the stretch. Circle the wagons. That's fine. The Pittsburgh Steelers. One of them deals. You can you cannot rejoin. You have committed now. If the Damn Steelers it. go on a run, you are not allowed to hop back on. Even though I know on this program you will try to. You'll be like, shoot, we told you all year. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Steelers I'll have great Steelers team. as the manscaped full grown man. I'll be I told you all year, Schubert. <laughs> just, no. just prepare yourself now. They're not playing great football. After they were eleven and 0 they've now lost four or five. 
I'm sorry. And they're beat up defensively. See, as somebody who is principled on this show and sticks to their convictions, I have said all year that there could be other Hang teams outside. Hang on a second. Hang on with that garbage. Things change in life, Schubert. You're allowed to alter your opinion no, based not on, on this said program, changes. So if 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 you take three of your top eleven defensive players out of the lineup and the team was was living off of their defense for the most part, um, that's gonna have a that's gonna have an impact. Therefore, somebody's allowed to have a change of opinion about that team. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll, 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 we'll adjust in the offseason. Uh, I, I do. I would. I'm going to buy this take as well. Um, I think the Bills are the best team suited uh, to win the Super Bowl. They're playing extremely well. I think they have somebody who are you could make a legitimate case should be the MVP of the National Football League this season. With Derrick Henry's not on their team. He's on Derrick Henry's on the Titans. He's not on the Bills. So sorry about that. So I'm buying this. I'm buying the Bills as the best team in the Bowl. Thank you for derailing my whole point. All right, Sean, buy yourself topic for the big year. There will be at least three. There will be at least three road teams that win Super Wild Card Weekend. You have six games. I'm saying name, 50%. It's stupid, but I, it's been branded that way, so I'm just going to use it every chance I can. Mm-hmm. 50% of the games that are being placed this weekend, being played Let's this see. weekend, 50% of them will have a road team winning. Let's, Brown, let's play this game. Browns lose at Pittsburgh. Not Chicago yet, loses not. at the Saints. Okay, so um, they need three of the next four. The Rams lose at Seattle. So you need uh, all the remaining three that you're going to mention. So I think... I can't imagine... Can you picture... And I don't want to go too far into this because I know it's coming up as a topic and by yourself. But I, can you picture Lamar losing three straight years in the postseason? I, 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 I can't just, know. You know, and then I think... If I just talked up the Bills a ton, so no, I'm, I'm selling it. There will not be. There'll, there'll be two at most. There will not be three. I'll take the under, Schubert, on this one. There will be less than three teams, uh, road teams, that is, that get the win on Super Wild Card Weekend. Give me two. Browns aren't winning. So, Browns aren't winning. Bears aren't okay. winning. Rams aren't winning. So that's going to bring it down to the Bucks are going to beat. They're going to. They're going to beat uh, Washington on the road. Maybe Lamar beats the Titans, but uh, the Colts. No. I'm not, I'm not seeing that. I'm just not. Okay. The Bills are the better football team. Here are the two, I think, that are that are on the locks side. They're not necessarily locks, but I think these are the ones, if you're playing this game, you can count on. I'm selling this, by the way. Um, it, it, the Washington fo- football team loses to the Bucs. So there's one. We get the Bucs. And I think we get the Ravens. So you got two. You have two of the three that we mentioned. Now you have to find Yeah, you got to get one more. I don't and, see and it. I, and the two that I think it could be, Rams over Seahawks, and then Colts over Bills, in that order. I think those are the two, but I'm not confident. So I will go with you. I'm selling this. I'm taking yeah. the under. It's going to be at most two, not going to be three. Okay, buy or sell. We kind of mentioned him in, in the previous buy or sell. The player with the most pressure on them in wildcard weekend is Lamar Jackson. I, I'm buying this completely. I'm buying this completely. And you're saying, what? The guy is still beloved. He's an MVP just a year ago. You're not wrong. Um, everything about that is right. But the, your, this, what also is right is the fact that he's 0-2 in the playoffs. And the next time Lamar Jackson wins a big football game will be the first time that Lamar Jackson wins a big football game. You go back to the meeting with the Chiefs earlier in the year. He, he, was, he was humbled. I mean, dude threw for like 90 yards passing and, and turned the football over. Like he was not good against the Chiefs in that, that early season matchup. I think it was week three. It was the premier game of, 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 the, of the week. And I think it was Sunday night football even. and he Or maybe it was Monday night. Either way, it was a primetime game. And he looked terrible. Um, and then, of course, the last two years in the playoffs getting bounced, one and done. So, yeah, if you're going to look across Super Wild Card Weekend and say, oh, who's got pressure on him? 
Well, you know, Big Ben's up there. This might be his last run. Uh, Philip Rivers, you know, is another guy you think of who's, who's got a little pressure on him to make something happen in this run. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady and the Bucks. You don't want to be the team that loses to the to the losing team. You know, it, it, for the Browns, give your fan base something. They've been waiting for 18 years, for Christ's sake. You play a little, little house money. A little pressure there. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, I think, if you're looking at one person that's got the, the most pressure on him, a wild card weekend to not go one and done and, you know, kind of, I bet, you know, if you get a win, it's going to feel like a major relief. I think Lamar Jackson is definitely that guy. I, I'm buying this as well. And can I add an element to this that I don't think was mentioned? Yeah. There's a financial element to this as well. If he loses this football game this weekend and he's 0-3 in his first three postseason starts, are there questions about whether or not Lamar Jackson can be the future franchise quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, Do outside, those questions not outside get the asked? building? I think outside the yeah, building. They, yeah. So they get asked, and then and then if Baltimore internally has that conversation, that could impact his ability to get a long-term deal there in Baltimore. I mean, they'll so, use it. It'll de- that'll definitely be used at the negotiating table. Like, hey, we, you know, we 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 haven't gotten over the hump yet. Can we lock in long-term? They'll use it as a negotiating piece for sure. So, no, that's, that's, uh, that's an interesting angle to it. So, if you're going to talk about who has the most pressure this weekend here during buy or sell, I, uh, Lamar Jackson, is he the guy? Yeah, absolutely, I buy that. And that's interesting, Schubert. I didn't think of it that way. I just thought of it from the from the standpoint of, man, you're 0-2 in the playoffs. And in, it seems like in every big game, you don't necessarily have a great night or a great day. Sure. If you're Lamar. So, let's let's get one. Let's get one under your belt and, and go forward and see if you can make a run at this thing because you go 0-3, man. Three straight years, one and done. That's, I think the questions outside the building would be in abundance. Um, yeah, I can see the columns now. Yeah. I can just I can see them on the front page of ESPN and mm-hmm. The Ringer and Pro Football Talk and everywhere. All right, last one here for you, Sean. Buy or sell? Buy or sell, this will be the start of the last postseason run for Drew Brees. So basically, Drew Brees. I came up with a fancy way of saying buy or sell, Drew Brees retires at the end of the year. <laughs> I think it depends what happens here. Um, but you buy or sell. You don't depend. You buy or Schubert, you sell. I want to take a little walk on the fence here for a moment so I can figure out what I'm doing, okay? Just bear with me. Um, Wait, you're filibustering. That's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what you're going with. You're going to exactly filibuster. Exactly right. right? Allow me to walk on this fence as I figure this out, okay? Uh, I, 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 mm, I think I think the Saints want to buy it, so I'll buy it. I think the Saints are ready to 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 move on. Um, and the reason I say that is just because of all the writing that's on the wall, the the contract for Taysom Hill, the uh, increase in packages that we saw even before Drew got hurt. Uh, but I think the injury as well. Dude had 11 fractured ribs and a punctured wow. lung. He has a Super Bowl. He's not chasing that ring, that elusive ring. He is a Hall of Famer. So you have to ask yourself, um, you know, what would be the draw for Drew to come back if it if it goes goes south again for the New Orleans Saints, who've had a handful of tough losses in the postseason in recent years. Um, so yeah, I'll buy it. I think this might be the last run for the Saints. I think they win. I think they win easy at home against the Bears this week. They they'll win comfortably, uh, and then you move on and you see if you can compete with. You know the likes of probably what the Bucks. You'll probably end up matched up with the Bucks, um, or the prob- or maybe the winner of the yeah. It'll be it would be the Bucks because they'd be the lowest seed. I'm not taking it back. So then the Bucks would go to Green Bay, and it looks mm-hmm. like the Saints would probably get the winner of Rams and Seattle, Seattle, right? So you're probably getting Seattle. Uh, I can see I can see the Saints making a run here, but I think it depends on how it plays out too. If 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 they go one and done, 
maybe he has some unfinished business for whatever reason. I don't know. Competitive guys can be weird at times. Uh, but if he makes the run, may say they make the run and they get to another Super Bowl, I think he, I think it's it. I think he hangs it up. See, I, I think it's the opposite. I'm, I, I, I think if they make a run and they come up short, it's gonna see he's gonna. Then the unfinished business well, comes in. Okay. Right. I think if you go one and done and the Bears beat you. All right, listen, I'm done here. Okay, well, let me move on. I have <laughs> a right. nice, you know, yeah, fancy contract with NBC. I can go work. I can go work the desk at Football Night in America. Like I'm good. Yeah. But if they get there, if they get there, and it's another close loss, like what happened. Uh, you know, against Minneapolis and the game against the Rams, like these these close losses have, have just destroyed Saints fans over the years. If you have another one like that in an NFC Championship game or in a Super Bowl, I think I would bet all the money in the world that Drew Brees puts out a statement on Twitter and says, "Let's go, let's run it back one more time." So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I'm on the fence now too. I'm doing the Sean Crespin. Uh-huh. I am. I think I'm gonna sell this. I do not think this is the final run for Drew Brees. I think he plays next. Okay, year. let me I, let I, me let me let me add a little wrinkle to it. Buy buy or sell the saints want it to be drew Brees' last oh i buy that if you look there if you look at their cap situation on the next saying. Years, yeah they would very much like to try to figure out a way to get out of that money so yeah no i buy that 100 percent. all right that's going to do it for the friday edition of noble with chris crespin and some money hopefully we got you all ready to go for what is going to be a fabulous football weekend super wild card weekend in the nfl you can always follow the show on twitter at noble underscore podcast uh you can follow me on twitter at shoe radio follow sean on twitter at s crespin zero two follow the show rate subscribe share the show with your friends wherever you get your, your podcast google podcast apple podcast spotify anchor pocket cast whatever app you use rate subscribe share we always do appreciate it we will be back on monday we will recap all of these games and sean we have a national championship in college football to get ready for so more football on monday it's going to be great everybody have a great weekend we'll talk to you then